Happy New Year. And I hope that if you're, or I'm sorry, if your um, New Year's resolution was to not listen to us, and you are right now, you just failed. Oh, you already failed. So, great going. But I hope your um, New Year's resolution was to listen to us or watch us. Um, of course, we apologize for not having Saturday edition. We decided with, um, in fact, that there are no Saturday games. There was really no need to do two shows. Um, mm -hmm. So we decided to do one. Um, but it is going to primarily focus on football today. Um, yeah. <laughs> of course, there's been a lot of big news in football this week. Um, we're in the middle of bowl season as well. So that is kind of why we're doing it this way. Um so we will have other stories as well, um, mm -hmm. but of course um, we want to start with our Tinkle Rundown before we get into our big story, and I'll actually, I think I gotta let you start, because I started the last time, so. Alright, that's fine. Um, so, you know, unfortunately, you know, COVID has struck Probably the NBA world a little bit harsher than the NBA, NFL, even though both have been pretty hit, been hit very bad. Unless, well, if there's any team that's been hit the worst so far, it's probably the Dallas Mavericks. Yeah, they have had 24 different players, and not, that's not even including the same ones that they have currently on the team that they started off with when the season started. Two notable players that have just made their returns to the NBA because of everything that's happened is Isaiah T Thomas and Brandon Knight, who have put on a jersey for the Dallas Mavericks this season. Whew. How the hell the Dallas Mavericks, after everything that's happened, are still somehow there in the playoff picture is beyond me. And I know the season's still young. Mm -hmm. And... You know, play. You know, all-star voting has started up, and I hate to say it, Luca, you're just not going to be an all-star this year. You haven't done enough. You just haven't been healthy enough to be there. If there's anybody from the Mavericks that's probably going to be an all-star this year, it's probably going to be Kristaps Porzingis. Yeah. Should I just say real quick that you did say the NBA is getting hit bad? Let's be fair, all sporting leagues are, but no one is getting hit worse than the NHL right now. The NHL is just taking a brutal beatdown. Like, they just got hit with the shovel in the crotch. That's how bad mm -hmm. they've gotten hit with it. Yeah, it, it's unfortunate when that happens. It really is. It just Sometimes you just kind of keep on moving up and do the next man mentality. Mm -hmm. Um. That's all I can say about that. I'm not going to go into deep waters about it. Mm -hmm. But, um, and I guess I'll just leave it as that. You know? Mavericks have had to change up their lineups like almost every single game that they've played. Mm -hmm. um, as far as Luka and many other players, I have no idea when they're going to be coming back. It's always a question mm -hmm. I have at. It's like, okay, well, Luka's been how an injury. He's been on a COVID list. When is he going to return? Most of the other players that are there just like, we are so limited with players right now. 
the only big name player that's playing for, <laughs> that's healthy enough to play is KP. And I feel bad. I really do. Hmm. Um, going forward, Jake Paul. We've said it before. Jake Paul has offered Jorge Masvidal five million dollars and a share of pay-per-view funds to have him as a fight, the the fight him in a boxing match. Well, I saw something um, on SportsCenter's Instagram that Jorge Masvidal claims that Jake Paul is a fake fighter and wants him to keep his name out of his mouth. So, I find it very interesting that this has come up. Um, Jorge Masvidal surely isn't wrong. Jake Paul is a fake fighter. Many of his fights, if you had to pay fighters in the first place, most of your fights are staged. They, I, I want to say it's predetermined right now for Jake mm. Paul to be undefeated because he keeps on paying off all these guys to have a clean record. Yeah. So, Mosvidov, you have every right to claim him as a fake fighter, and I respect you for doing it. It's about time that somebody went out and said what he said. Yeah, exactly. And you know what? When you fight nothing but UFC, or, you know, washed-up UFC fighters, I'm sorry, you can't claim you're a good boxer. You just straight-up... You know, like I said, I will admit, Jake Paul is one of the greatest promoters that I've seen in the sport of boxing. Okay, we'll give him credit there, because at least mm -hmm. he, treats his, he treats his opponents well, and he sure knows how to draw in ratings. Because there's <laughs> always, it's, it's not even about him. I mean, look at the last few cards he's had. I mean, um, not just his fight with, um, you know, that guy who you know robinson there uh tyron woodley yeah well i mean there's woodley but his first fight on the uh mike tyson card you know yeah. then of course you know he had darren williams and frank gore so i mean needless to say even if people don't like that he's not really a boxer he still draws in a good card that would without a doubt sell so well, yeah, of course. That's where he deserves the credit somewhere. But as far as a fighter, you know, he'd get killed in the ring by any true boxer. And I'm sorry, you can't convince me otherwise. See, the only so, re reason I think that Jorge Masvidal would do a hell of a lot better is one, he's younger. He's kind of just got into the UFC game, mm -hmm. and he's had a one hell of an impressive run in UFC as of date. So. I would like for him to, you know, not take any of that money. How about we just have an actual boxing match? Winner gets a, a certain percent amount, and a loser gets a certain amount. Yeah. Don't have to offer any fighter anything. Because clearly you know what's going to happen if you How's about a winner offer takes a certain all, fighter. Mm-hmm. You want to really entice someone to fight you? Make it a winner-takes-all fight. If you lose, you get zilch and nada. Exactly. So, um, going forward to my last point. Um, it's about time. Buffalo gets revenge. 
in a game where they didn't have two of their top receivers, but there was an unlikely name that came up with the biggest game of his career. And no, it was not Josh Allen. It was Isaiah McKenzie, who had 11 receptions, over 125 yards, hmm. and one touchdown. Holy hell. I, I did not expect Buffalo to, yeah. <laughs> to do as well as they did against the, the Pats, let alone get the win. But Josh Allen had himself a hell of a game. Um, he is the only player... To have seven games in his career, to have 300-plus yards, multiple touchdown passes, and zero interceptions. Mm-hmm. He's done that seven times. Yeah, I, Not this season, but seven times, I want to say, in his career. Should, should I just say that we always got to look, you know, for me, I've always got to look at it as, what game saved your job? Okay. I've said it on here multiple times, and I I think you can back me up on this. At the end of the day, what yeah. game saved your job? And for Brian Dable and Leslie Frazier, now that question has been answered, and it's going to be, oh, well, the Pats game saved our jobs, if they keep them, obviously. I mean, obviously, this team still has a lot to work on before the playoffs. I still am not buying that they will even win a game in the playoffs at this point. So I I still think that they have a lot of fundamental issues that need to yeah, be done. Yeah, I agree. I mean, they've also had a lot of players out too. And but what's also what's also going to help them out, I think, going forward is getting four of those players yeah. that were out back. See, they get uh, they get Cole yeah. Beasley, they get uh, Gabriel Davis, they get. AJ Benessa, who has been a very impactful yeah. player on the defense, and they get John Feliciano, which is going to be huge for offensive line. Yeah. But you're right. I really haven't seen much out of Buffalo. Yeah. I don't think that they're going to be a strong playoff team, like you said. But then again, I thought the same but, thing. I thought, okay, Buffalo's going to have yeah. such a good run in the regular season and not do anything in the playoffs. And they shocked the hell out of me last year, so I'm hoping for the same outcome this year, but yeah. I, I don't know. It's tough to tell. And I could tell you one thing's for sure. If they play in the playoffs, let's see, as of right now, they would play the Colts. I don't yeah. think they're beating the Colts. There's no way that they're going to beat Indy because Jonathan Taylor, I mean, they have to have an answer for him and they just don't. And if you don't have an answer for him, you have to have an answer for Pittman. So, you know, I mean, and then look at it. If they move up the boards, you know, they move up into Cincy spot. They're not beating the Patriots in the playoffs. I don't think it'd be very hard to beat new England a second time. I mean, yeah, no. I agree. It, it's our situation doesn't yeah. look very promising unless Dolphins were able to get. Yeah. Um, I mean, get the move up. See, you know, they, the of Dolphins, course we'll talk about that a little but, bit later. Their their road to the playoffs right now. I think if there's any team that has a rougher road to the playoffs, 
right now and keeping a spot is probably the Dolphins in yeah. the AFC East because but what I will say is that the Dolphins, you know, I mean, here's the thing: they're pro- they will not beat the Ravens. I could tell you right now, if the Ravens sneak into that spot and play Buffalo, they're not beating the Ravens. The Chargers, the Chargers is a toss-up. It depends on what Chargers team you get. The Ravens have been a very hit-and-miss team this year. See, but they, you know, they've been down on their luck lately. I mean, let's face it: Tyler Huntley should have won that game a few weeks ago, but obviously fate didn't fall. You know, look, look at it this way: two of those losses that they had shouldn't be losses. Okay, it's because yeah. of John Harbaugh's stupid decision making, because they should be ten and five right now and tied for second. Yeah, I know. Okay. I agree. Ten and five, easily. Um, so, you know, like I said, I just find it hard. Uh, you know, at least the Colts and the Patriots, I'm telling you, if the Bills play them, and I'm willing to put this on record as a guarantee, a Brian's guarantee, they will lose to the Colts or the Patriots in the first round of the playoffs. And again, the Chargers, it's a toss-up because you don't know what Chargers team you get every week. And the Ravens... Yeah, that's even if they can even... That's even if... You know. Well, you know what? I can't even say that because, it, See, I mean, if you looked at every single team's like last few games, yeah, the Chargers have what? The Chargers you know? have the Broncos and the Raiders, two games that they should very well win. But will they is another story. I mean, adult, if there's any team, two teams that have probably... I want to say the easier road, the better road. Um, Buffalo probably has the at least the easier road. They See, do have the Falcons, which could not... be a very hit and miss game, and they can and they have then the the Jets. If there's any team that might have an easier road to, yeah, but I'm not ruling out a loss by the Bills to the Falcons because the Falcons are, you know. They're not totally out of it, I guess is the way yeah, to put it. They're not true. totally dead. They've had some really bad games, but they're still a team that can compete. And then, you know, the Jets The Jets is a lost cause. They're going to win that game. I'm sorry. Yeah, I agree. Um, so if there's any team out of the three teams in the AFC East or playoff teams right now, I think the team that has the easier run is probably the New England Patriots. They had the Jacksonville Jaguars and then the Miami Dolphins. Yeah. And I'm going to be honest here. Let's assume that everything stays the way it is. You know, Bills play the Colts. I'm telling you, even if the Bills beat the Colts, they would probably play Tennessee because I do see New England beating Cincy without question there. So, honestly, that would put Buffalo against Kansas City. That would put New England, or I'm sorry, that put Buffalo against Tennessee, and that would put New England against Kansas City, if I'm factoring that correctly. Yeah, probably. I mean, Col- Bills aren't beating Tennessee. I could tell you if they get Derrick Henry back, they are not beating Tennessee. 
Um, I'm just going to say this now. I just don't think that, like, yeah, Derek Henry's going to be coming back, but how impactful is he going to be after yeah. being out for so but, long? That's the thing but, I have, too. Yeah, but my my final thought here on this is, you know, I'm I'm roasting the Bills big time, saying that they're not going to be, they're going to be a first-round exit. If by that chance that they aren't, they are the team to beat Kansas City. There is no other team in this AFC that's going to beat Kansas City in the playoffs besides Buffalo, and you can book that. If it not something, if not the Chargers, okay. If the Chargers get in or the Bills play in, I'm telling you, those two teams have the best chance to beat Kansas City, and that is the only thing that'll stop Kansas City from winning the AFC at this point in time. I will say, if there's any time that I need to see a lot out of Buffalo heading to the playoffs, it's these next two games. Yeah. If they put on really good offensive performances next two games, then maybe. Yeah. Like the defenses have been the defense has been playing pretty damn well the last couple of weeks. So if their offense and defense can really yeah. play the way that they have been playing as of late. Maybe, maybe they have a shot in hell, but again, I don't want to go too deep into it, so I'm going to take it to you for your takeaways. All right, I'll try to rifle through this, because we do have another story we want to talk about. So, of course, first off, going to show off the new jersey. Um, Yeah, Austin Eckler. Yeah, Austin Eckler. (laughs) Let me uh, see if I can turn around slightly. Sorry, I, I can't really turn around when I got earbuds in. So, um, needless to say, though, Chargers won't make playoffs. So it just came in time for the Chargers to miss the playoffs. Um, (laughs) I'm telling you, that loss to Houston, I don't care that we were down 16 starters. That's an embarrassment. Okay, Houston, I get it. They're not exactly a team that you could lose, you know, that you could beat with your practice squad. But they're still not a great organization right now. And the fact that you played to their level... And worse at their level, I'm sorry, you're not making it. Um, and I'm telling you, I know I said that the Chargers have a schedule the next two games that should easily put them in the playoffs. It won't, I'm telling you. I mean, here's the thing, if Drew Locke starts, we're playing, we're beating Denver. I could tell you right now, if Drew Locke starts, we're beating Denver. Because Drew Locke is an atrocious quarterback. But, again, if we play Bridgewater, I don't think it looks good in our favor. Probably not. Um, But I'm just going to leave it at that. I kind of stated what I thought as far as the playoffs go. So, um, we'll move forward to... I just want to check real quick, be sure that he's not playing. It's not listing him that I know of, so... I don't know. I gotta look more into it. Anyway, Syracuse. We're gonna go to basketball now. Syracuse has beaten Brown and Cornell on Monday and Wednesday after COVID delays. Again, not games that will put them in the tournament. I could tell you by no means this is gonna put them in the tournament. Currently, they are not in. And but I will say this is great momentum. This is. Um, a great confidence booster entering the ACC play, which is going to be 
treacherous this year, to say the least. I mean, let's face it, Duke is playing lights out right now. It's not looking good as far as that goes. Um, I'm looking on down the list. I mean, Louisville is going to be tough this year. Mm. Um, I don't really expect North Carolina to be where they've been. But, you know, Clemson's always at the top. Virginia will probably get there eventually. They're not quite looking like Virginia. But, again, this is an ACC, though. You know, I know only one team in the ACC is ranked right now, but trust me, mm. that will change. Um, you know, that's all I want to say on that, but... Then, unfortunately, I got to end my Tinkle Rundown with the bad news. Um, Dick Vitale has been asked to take a leave of absence by his doctors due to a precancerous dysplasia on his vocal cords. So he was told to rest his vocal cords. Um, again, I'm going to make another plea. I believe I made it on the show a few weeks ago. I'm going to make it again. CBS, Turner, ESPN. Look. You guys all were, or Turner and ESPN, you guys worked out a deal to let Craig Sager work in NBA Finals on ESPN. Why can't we do this and return the favor? Let Turner and CBS borrow Dick Vitale for the Final Four, or I'm sorry, the, uh, yeah, the Final Four or the National Championship. Come on. This man. Right. In, with all due respect, and I know this is probably not the right time to make this comment, but Dick Vitale is, in a way, the John Madden of college basketball. Yeah, of course Okay, he is. again, probably not the right time to make that comparison, but let's face it, it's true. Dick Vitale is college basketball, just like Craig mm. Sager was basketball, and Marv Albert is basketball, even though he's retired. Yeah. Okay, there's voices in a certain sport that deserve to call the biggest games, and Vital tops that list in college basketball. Um, I get it; it might be overkill with um, Bill Raftery with them, but you know, I'm sorry, you got to give this man a chance. I mean, I, to be honest, you know, I don't want to be doom and gloom, but who knows? This could be his last chance. Right. You know, I know. I don't give him a chance. You know, I certainly hope not, but again, I don't want to be doom and gloom. I mean, Dick's a tough old bird, so we'll see what happens. And again, still prayers and thoughts with uh, Vital and his family during this uh, battle. Um, well, before we go to break, um, we have a little bit of a sad story. Again, I mentioned John Madden. Um, you know, he passed away this week at the age of 85. I'm glad to see that he got to live long enough to watch his documentary on Fox, and I'm glad they did it before he died. Right. Um, but of course, John Madden, um, Jerry Jones said there's no guy who loved football more. Al Michaels said he's going to miss him tremendously and that he was a great partner in the broadcast booth. Um, but a little bit on John Madden, the winningest coach in Raiders history, one of the youngest coaches in the NFL at the time. Um, 
He is, of course, the um, main creator of EA Sports Madden NFL franchises. Um, He's also one of the, I think he's the only one, to my knowledge, who has worked or who has called games on all four major NFL networks. Um, Probably right. (laughs) That's Monday Night Football. He was the voice with Al Michaels. He was on Sunday Night Football with Al Michaels when NBC got the rights. And then, of course, Fox and CBS games with um, Pat Summerall all those years. And again, no one in our, let's face it, no one on on the Tinkle Sports staff, and that includes Marty, who's not on the show, was mm-hmm. alive to watch Pat Summerall and John Madden, but I could tell you from the tweets, <laughs> from the tweets I have seen, I've heard if they called a game, you had to bring your A game. But you know, in a way, John Madden is a pioneer of the game, I guess. Yes, inside and out. Um, yeah. You know, he made a team that wasn't really like relevant relevant yeah is you know also he had one of the best um coaching records in his short little i think like 10 plus year 10 um yeah 10 year with the raiders i think he's got one of the best winning percentages of all time too yeah he does yeah so i'm i'm glad that he was able to you know one have such a great run as a coach, such a great run as a commentator, and also put together one of the best franchises that there is in the gaming world today mm-hmm. with Madden. Yeah. So thank you, John Madden, for just being yeah. an overall great person. And... You know, you're truly going to be missed because I remember when you were a commentator. It was awesome. See, playing playing those Madden games. I mean, I was always looking forward to it every single time. Even now, they got a little bit harder nowadays. But yeah. now I'll digress. Nowadays, and I don't want to really crap too much on, you know, this during this terrible time. I mean, Madden's gone pretty bad lately. Mm-hmm. There's no secret to that. But, of course, again, I don't want to crap on it too much because this is, of course, a sad time in the Madden family. But Um, what I would like to see happen for next year's game, um, one, put them on the cover. It's only right. Then you don't have to worry about, again, I don't want to go too deep into a man curse. But... What I'd also like for them to do is kind of, in a way, for Madden 23, bring it a little old school with yeah. the game. First off, you know, you know, do, do it for Matt, do it for John Madden. Make it feel old school. Put him on the cover. Gameplay kind of like old school with like a new school type of yeah. feel. Make thing. it like totally like it used to be kind of thing. Why not like, start working on it now so that way when it has to get released in August, it's not like half broken still. It's tough to do that because first off, you have to wait for players to get drafted and put them into the game. 
if teams are getting any new jerseys or anything like that, then you put them in the game. So I even thought the same thing. I'm like, as soon as the first the initial game comes out, that's when you should be making a new game. Yeah. But it's very hard to do it when you have to wait. Or what you could yeah. start doing for these games is not having them release every single year. Yeah. Every other year or something like that. See, but, again, um, you know, I'd love to talk about that, but I just want to go back to the booth, obviously. Again, Al Michaels, yes. you know, interesting. John Madden has worked with some of the greatest in the history, you know, some of the greatest voices in the history of the sport. I mean, Pat Summerall, of course, was mentioned. And, again, you can't leave without saying Al Michaels. Well, you know... He is still at the top of his game at 77 years old, mm-hmm. and he's not slowing down. I mean, you know, granted, of course, he gets his weeks off to let Mike Tirico do it, and Mike Tirico is a rising voice in the game, okay? Yeah, he is. Mike Tirico is no slouch. Of course, he was Monday Night Football's voice for over 10 years, I believe, you know, so... Again, Al Michael or Mike Tirico's no slouch, and even if he does take Al Michael's job, I'm telling you, he's gonna go down as one of the greatest voices in the game. But yeah, you know, I think so. Al Michael, definitely, rightfully so. Right. So I mean, you're right. John Man has you know just a great impact in the commentary yeah. booth, and I think he helped excel Al Michaels to the way he is right now, yeah. honestly. And. A hundred percent, honestly. And again, when you saw those guys, you know, like I said, to be honest, Sunday night football had a better feel. I mean, because really that's when I started watching footballs, when John Madden and Al Michaels did Sunday night football. When those two did Sunday night football, it just felt different. I mean, don't get me wrong, this crew on Sunday night football does pretty well themselves, but it's not like, you know, as legendary because let's face it, Chris Collinsworth is not that good. He needs to go. Um, But, again, you'll never find anyone who loved the game greater than John Madden, and it's a shame to see a voice like that go. I mean, but let's face it, 2021, now I mean, I know we're in 2022 as this is premiering, but mm-hmm. 2021, we lost a lot of greats. I mean, John Madden, of course. Um, on the IndyCar side, the, you know, uh, Robin Miller. He was a great voice. For, he was a great voice, a great proponent for the sport. Um, you know, I mean, I could go down the list. There are more that we lost this past year that really were big voice. I mean... Um, oh my god, I can't, I, this is a terrible time to forget names. Bob Jenkins was another one, big motorsport promoter, um, you know, and ultimately, I don't want to sound morbid, but I mean, motorsports in the NFL took a big hit this year in, you know, losing, you know, pioneers in a way. Um, yeah, I, I would say so, I would go with that you know um but anyway i think this is a good time to take a break when we come back we'll have our week 17 picks and of course we will talk some of the hall of fame finalists that'll be 
in just a moment when Tinkle Sports Talk resumes. Alright, welcome back. Um, let's start with the uh, Hall of Fame announcement. Of course, finalists were announced on the uh, first year ballot. Of course, highlighting that is Devin Hester, DeMarcus Ware, and Andre Johnson. Um, Jason, your thoughts here as we take a look at the finalists. Well, you also forgot Reggie Wayne as one of the finalists, well, too. Well, I mean, but he's not first ballot, obviously. No, the, the, these are guys that are first ballot. Um, It wouldn't shock me if all three of them end up being in the Hall of Fame. I mean, they have had illustrious careers, especially the Marcus Ware. More so with the Dallas Cowboys, I think, than the Broncos, even though his Broncos tenure was mm. pretty good. He was a great pass rusher for the Cowboys and the Broncos. Uh, Devin Hester, holy hell. Uh, <laughs> I don't think there's anything more that you can say about that man than, wow, man, when you, when that ball went right into his hands, you better have gotten out of this way because hmm. he was going to zoom right past you or be able to stop him when you can because he would assume right past you and he was one hell of a special teamer. Hmm. A special team guy even though he had you know some interesting times where he was a receiver too but he, he's more famous for his kick and punt returns and of course Andre Johnson Andre Johnson was one hell of a receiver I mean it, it, it was very short-lived in Houston but he did spend most of his career there. Yeah. And honestly, he, it's hard to believe that Matt Schaub and Andre Johnson were one hell of a tandem back in Houston. You know, I just got to say, looking at this list, of course, Patrick Willis. Um, so actually, here's the full list. So it's Jared Allen, Willie Anderson, Rob, Rondé Barber, Tony Boselli. Leroy Butler, Devin Hester, Tory Holt, Andre Johnson, Sam Millis, Richard Seymour, Zach Thomas, Demarcus Ware, Reggie Wayne, Patrick Willis, and Bryant Young. What I will say, though, real quick, is about Patrick Willis. Of course, another one whose career ended way too soon. Um, mm -hmm. Kind of like Andre Johnson, or not Andre Johnson, um, Calvin Johnson. Um, you know, I wouldn't say as soon, but he definitely had a few years left in him. Um, you know, he definitely deserves to get in. Um, but what I will say is Devin Hester, they, you know, if anyone in special teams deserves any respect whatsoever, it's Devin Hester. I mean, he is special teams. Okay. See what makes me a little mad ballot. about the finalists is that Steve Tasker just gets um Well he's not in the modern ballot. This is the modern era player. Oh I know. All of them are just well not really, but um But all of them definitely were good. So was Reggie Wayne. Reggie Wayne was good. And I'm pretty sure we, on this show before, because I think he was 
a finalist. He was last year. Last year, yeah. We wanted him in with Peyton Manning, but it didn't work out that way. It just sucks that Reggie Wayne didn't. I would like to. I mean, his, what, second year of eligibility? But... To be fair, I guess we'll like find out. Lately, they really snub wide receivers. I don't know what it is. Um, but I would say that Reggie Wayne deserves it a little more than Andre Johnson. I mean, Andre Johnson had a great career of his own, but, right. you know. Um, but anyway, um, again, I, I think it would be an insult, though, if Devin Hester didn't get in on the first ballot. Oh, yeah, I Absolute think so, too. Insult. I mean, let's face it, again, he is without a doubt the GOAT of kick returning and punt returning. Okay, there will never be I'm, another Devin Hester. That's what I'm saying. I think I mean, all three of them would make the most sense because they had such a sure careers. What I will say is the closest comparison to him might just be Corderell Patterson. Okay, I guess I mean, I'm okay Corderell, with that. Corderell is a pretty decent returner in and of himself. You know, but he's no Davin Hester. No. Um, but anyway, I guess if that's all we've got for this, it's time to go on to the picks for this week. Um, loaded Sunday coming up, by the way. <laughs> um, but anyway, let's start it off here. Falcons, Bills, Bills 14.5 point. Excuse me, 14 and a half point favorites. Yeah, I'm going to have to go with the Bills. I'm going to lean toward the Bills too, but what I will say is that I think if anyone can beat um, the Bills in these next two games, it's going to be Atlanta. Um, anyway, Giants-Bears... Bears a six-point favorite. I don't know who's starting for the Bears this week. I would... Why? Is, uh... Justin Fields hurt? Um, I have no clue. But... To be honest, it um, could be Nick Foles after that game. I could swear it was going to be Nick Foles that was going to be starting anyway. But um, I think regardless of who is starting, I think Chicago is still going to win the game. The Giants have just been a, uh, yeah. a really um, terrible team this year. Um, it doesn't matter who is starting for the Giants. They're always going to be trash no matter what. Yeah, Jake Fromm's just atrocious. Yeah, and there's a reason why Buffalo put them on the practice squad. Mm -hmm. Because... Well, let's face it, Joe Judge should be gone. They're making the wrong choice, keeping him around. Yeah, I, I will say that Joe Judge is probably be fired after this year. Two years in the NFL, and he has done nothing with that Giants team. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but... Obviously, I'm going to go Bears, too. Um, Chiefs and Bengals. This could be a good matchup, but Chiefs have the five-point edge. 
yeah, I think this is going to be an interesting matchup where I it's going to be, I wouldn't say really tough to tell who's going to be a winner, but don't be shocked if it ends up being the opposite team than, we, than probably what we're thinking. I'm still going to have to go with Kansas City because I'm pretty sure they're going to get Travis Kelsey back. They are, 100%. And Regardless if they had him on the field or off the field, they were probably still going to find a way to maybe win anyway. So I hate to say it, Cincinnati, this kind of derails you a little bit. Um, I would have, for me as a Bills fan, I have to probably root for Kansas City because this would kind of help them move up in a sense. It's if they can actually beat Atlanta too. But, Sal, I'm going to have to go with Kansas City. Yeah, I'm going to go Kansas City, but Joe Burrow will make this one interesting. I mean, he's oh, yeah, playing lights out. Um, Dolphins, Titans. Titans, a three-and-a-half favorite. Um, but they say, who's a three-and-a-half, three-point favorite? Oh. Yeah. I'm going to have to go with Tennessee, even though Miami might make this an interesting game. It's going to be the closest game of the week, but I'm telling you, Tennessee is going to put Miami on skates this week. So, Tennessee is going to win. Um, mm. Colts, Raiders, Colts the seven-point favorite. And chances are Carson Wentz is going to play thanks to the new uh, CDC guidance. Yeah, I'm going to have to still go with the Colts. Even though the Raiders are still an interesting team, there's just no stopping Jonathan Taylor. And, of course, with Wentz possibly coming back from being out on COVID, it definitely helps the Colts in that sense. But how much of how much playing time or how much practice time would you be able to get in? That also kind of derails a little bit as well in heading into this game. Carson Wentz not going to probably have much playing or much practice time and heading into this game. That, to me, that but I don't bad. think that I don't think that's going to matter because all yeah. I have to mostly do is just feed Jonathan Taylor. Yep. Feed Jonathan Taylor. That's all you got to do. Colts win. Um, that's my prediction. Um, Jaguars, Patriots. Let's just all agree here. We all know how this game's going to go. Um, yeah, New England's going to give Jacksonville a nice ass one. Yeah. That's what's going to happen. Yeah. Buccaneers, Jets, same thing, I'm assuming. No, no prediction here. We already know. <laughs> Tampa Bay. And Jets, I hate to say it, you might as well just not show up. <laughs> yeah. All right. Eagles, Washington, this could be a very good game. Um, you know, I'm going to tell you, though, Philly's a three-point favorite. Hmm. After that an atrocious game that um, <laughs> Taylor Heineke had against the Dallas Cowboys, doesn't look very promising in this matchup against Philadelphia. So I'm going to have to go with Philadelphia. And I think that they're going to win by a lot more, or by, by more than three points. 
I'm going to have to agree here. I'm going to go with the Eagles. Jalen Hurts is really starting to find his stride right now. Um, and honestly, the Jets, or I'm sorry, the, um, oh my God, what game? Yeah, the Eagles don't look half bad right now. They're re they might just take a wild card. Um, wouldn't shock me. Yeah. Probably as a seven seed. Yeah. Um, Rams, Ravens, Rams, a four and a half favorite. Hmm. The Rams have finally found their stride as of late, so I'm going to have to go Rams or the Baltimore Ravens. Yeah. And it doesn't matter who's starting for the Ravens. Ravens are on skates. Yeah, they're looking likely to miss playoffs this year. I hate to say it. <laughs> yeah. Ravens are on skates. Rams win, I think. Um, Broncos, Chargers. Chargers a six-and-a-half-point favorite, and Teddy Bridgewater still missing practice. I'm going to have to go to the Chargers, and that's, and it doesn't matter who's starting Broncos. That's just... It's going to be about who wants it more, because I guarantee you... Well, we know for a fact Broncos lose, they're done. Okay, Chargers lose, they need a lot to go their way in Week 18. So, I'm going to go with the Chargers, though. I don't like Denver's chances here. Um... Texans 49ers San Fran a 12 and a half favorite I would say you know do we have to pick it but you know obviously Tennessee proved any given or I'm sorry Houston proved any given Sunday yeah um yeah I'm still gonna have to go with San Fran over Houston just because San Fran just has a better all-around all offense and Houston's defense is just so so crappy yeah so San Fran is going to walk all over that Houston team. Mm -hmm. If Jimmy G plays, I like San Fran. Um, I don't know if I like Trey Lance against him, to be honest. I'm still not sold on him. Wait, Trey Lance is playing? or? Well, I mean, Jimmy G has like a chipped thumb and then a torn ligament in his thumb. So it mm. could very well be Trey Lance. Um, but anyway... This could be the game of the week. Cardinals, Cowboys. Dallas, a six-point favorite. But should I note, all their opponents this year, none of the opponents that they have played have ten wins. Okay. Hmm. Arizona's ten and five. Yeah, but Arizona does also not have... I, their momentum is derailed right now. Dallas, Dallas has a really good defense right now. So, it's tough for me to say that Arizona can get it together. You don't have DeAndre Hopkins, who is currently on IR right now. Um, Arizona lost their last two games. So, they're, they're, they're just not looking as that team to beat in NFC right now. I hate to say it. So, I honestly think that Arizona is going to get their third straight loss. I'm going to have to go with the boys. Cowboys. be honest, look at the 10 games that the Cowboys have won, or at least 11 of them. And chances are, over, and I can tell you right now, over half of them were 
easy win. So I don't know how much you can credit the Cowboys for being 11-4. and I'm still not buying them as any sort of contender in the NFC. Um, I think they're going to get whipped when the playoffs come around. And that should be no shock to anybody. But I'm telling you, I think this is the game the Cardinals turn it around. I'm picking Arizona. Um, anyway, Panthers, Saints, Saints is six and a half. And should I note the Saints need the win this week to stay alive? This one is kind of a tough one to pick because, first off, I don't know who is going to be their quarterback. I assume it's Taysom Hill. Yeah, more than likely Taysom. Um, if not Taysom Hill, probably Blake Bortles. Uh, I, I would think that Sean Payton's not going to play Ian Buck <laughs> after that atrocious to. game that he had. <laughs> so I'm going to still have to go with Saints or Panthers. I think this is a no-brainer. Sam Darnold starting, so I'm going to go with the Saints here. But I will say... um. You know, I still don't think Saints make the playoffs. I'm just going to be honest. No, I, um, they're going to miss it. Yeah. Seahawks and Lions. Seahawks a seven-point favorite. And this might not be a this might not be a dead giveaway. Mm. Yeah, because Russell Wilson's just not playing that good. Uh, Detroit. And our rookie receiver, Amon, Amon Russ St. Brown, has just been playing lights out hmm. the last, uh, like, five yeah. games. Like, last Jared five Goff games, he has really, been, you know. I'm going to have to go with the upset. I think Detroit's going to beat Seattle here. I'm going to lean in that direction, too. Detroit, let me put it this way. If they played this well at the beginning of the year and actually closed out some of those games, they'd probably be right in the thick of it right now in terms of the playoff race. They're that team that's just, you know, they're that team that if fate went other ways, they'd be in it right now. I think that's tough to argue against. I mean, this team made the right choice with Dan Campbell I'm going to insist it now. I'm, I insist it at the beginning of the year. I'm telling you, give it another year. It'll pay off. But I'm going to go Detroit here. Um, all right, we're on to Sunday night. Vikings, Packers, Green Bay, a seven-point favorite. And again, should I note, have not lost at home all year. Yeah, I'm going to have to go with the Packers. Packers, and should I note that I believe I hate. To, I'm gonna say this now. Green Bay, if they get that number one seed, I think they're gonna go all the way to the Super. Ah, oh, man, I'd like to say because that. First off, if they are undefeated at home, they're gonna be tough to beat at home in the playoffs yeah. too. So, I I would love nothing more than to say that, but I my fear is. Arizona and L.A. are going to come to life. I mean, L.A. has already come to life, but I could tell you right now, Arizona's down on their luck. They'll be back. And they'll be back in a big way. So, 
I wouldn't write this as a shoe in It's definitely a three-team race. I mean, let's face it, Tampa Bay is too banged up to make a run. I mean, I'm not ruling out a run, but I would say they're too banged up right now to really make a deep run. Yeah, I think so. I, I, I don't see Tom Brady in the Bucks in the Super Bowl this year. I really don't. No. Um, but needless to say, though, I'm going to go with the Packers. They're undefeated at home. That Need I say more of why I pick them? I will say, though, that this this game will for sure put um, Mike Zimmer out of a job. Yeah, I, of course. Um, Browns-Steelers. The uh, Browns are three-and-a-half-point favorite. Um, I'm going to have to go with the Pittsburgh Steelers because I think with this possibly being his last game at Pittsburgh. Is, but is he yanking everybody's chain like Brett Favre did for the last three years of his career? You know. I don't think so. I, I, think I feel like I think the possibility of him retiring has been on his mind for quite a while, and he just decided, you know what? I don't know. Why not now? But the fact he's being so vocal about it during the season, I think he's really yanking people's chains and doing it to try to motivate a team that's kind of a lost cause for the year. Um, So, I don't know. I like the Browns here. I think the Browns have more to lose in this game than the Steelers do. And, honestly, the Browns are the better team. And I know Baker's been getting really shit on the last few weeks, and he doesn't deserve it. Again, I'm going to maintain that. Um, all right. We're on to tinkle on this. And this week, no Gatorade baths. But have you ever had a mayonnaise bath? After a big win, um, if you go to South Carolina, you definitely have. Yeah, apparently so. so. <laughs> South Carolina coach, uh, the South Carolina coach, um, after the game, um, he won their bowl game, and the team proceeded to dump mayonnaise on him instead of the uh, <laughs> traditional Gatorade. Um I'm not shocked because keep in mind, for those who don't know, the University of Florida, I believe, used Gatorade and started Gatorade. That's where it all began. So I'm not shocked considering that's an SEC rival. Um, but could you have done Powerade or vitamin water or something else that's not something that spoils after like an hour? Outside of the fridge. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, could you pick something a little less disgusting and not an instrument? No, I'm kidding. I had to bring in SpongeBob <laughs> there. But um, that's for that, though, I'm sorry. Tinkle on this to the South Carolina Gamecocks football coach. He just, like, sat there and took it like a champ, too. Like, man, okay. that's just interesting, on, too, as well. On the bright side, though, and I will applaud him for this, because if you get mayonnaise dumped on you, you don't have to worry about your phone in your pocket, your keys in your pocket with the electric fob there. 
So, give him credit where it's due. At least he didn't ruin any electronics or whatever. Granted, he makes enough money to replace it. Right. But, um... I could tell you personally, and I want to just tell this story real quick, of course. There's a group of kids that I coached. Um, It was my second year with them as an assistant coach. And it was their senior years. Of course, my brother was on that team. Um, But I had practiced with this team well before that. I would practice with them since I was a senior in high school. So, of course, after the game, because I I had worked with them for three, four, five years, technically. You know, they decided, okay, what better way to send Coach Brian out than with a Gatorade bath? Even though we lost <laughs> the game, um, and their other coach, the head coach, had been with them since seventh grade. So, you know why I got picked. Now, they told me, oh, well, or the coach after the game, he's like, well, they only did it because they respect you. Um, You know, well, they should respect you a lot more than they respect me because I was just an assistant at the time. Um, You know, but I was kind of upset, though. I was afraid my phone got ruined. I'm like, are you kidding me, guys? Really? (laughs) You know, I think it was a mix of Gatorade and water or something, but... Probably was. You know, I I miss those guys. I'm just going to be honest with you. I miss coaching guys like that, Um, you know. In the moment, it wasn't my favorite moment, but looking back at it, though, I I guess I have a greater appreciation for it. (laughs) Um, Glad I wasn't dumped in mayonnaise, though. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess you can't keep it out of the possibilities of that happening, not that it did for that coach. If any of my kids or parents just happen to stumble on this, don't think about it. I'll make your yeah. kids run laps. Make sure to bring the biggest tub of mayonnaise just for the occasion, no, too. don't give them any <laughs> ideas. Okay. <laughs> and if my bosses are listening, and I know one of them usually does, if you even come remotely close to the thought of mayonnaise, trust me, it will not be pretty. <laughs> no, I can't make any threats. Just use milk and yogurt instead and make up for the lost no times. ideas. <laughs> I will quit on the spot. Okay. I will quit on the spot. Anyway, I'm going to leave it at that. Thank you all for watching. Um, We will be back on Saturday. There will be Saturday games um, next week. Mm -hmm. So for the next two to three weeks, we'll have Saturday NFL edition. We should also note that, I guess, like recording-wise is going to be interesting because... We might... I, I don't know what's going on yet. We might record our picks in advance. I mean, next week is supposed to be our one-year anniversary. Jason's going to be in Florida um, on a tri- on a getaway. So, you know, we're probably just going to focus on the NFL next week and not so much the stories. We're still kind of working out what we want to do in terms of that. 
Um, but worst case, we'll probably celebrate our anniversary the week after. In fact, again, we just haven't planned anything out yet. Um, we've been kind of in... I worked six days and 42 hours last week. I haven't had time to even sit and think. <laughs> so, and this week's not much better. So, <laughs> you know, but, you know, we'll see what happens. It is our one year next week, though. We hope to have something planned and recorded in advance. We'll see what happens. Um... By the way, thanks to you guys for getting early morning flights because now I got to get up at three to drive your jer you jerks to the airport. Well, I get to stay here in frozen tundra, Rochester. Why? When is our flight? <laughs> I don't remember, but I know it's early in the morning. But I don't want to give too much away, obviously on a on. Well, yeah, of internet, course. But, um, you know. Needless to say, here's the thing, I had a chance to go, I chose not to, because Florida, I won't get into it with Florida and COVID. I'm just going to be honest, I'll leave it at that. Thanks for watching, we <laughs> will see you next weekend. Until then, goodbye everyone.